2: We might just be in France, but this is global, it's football 2019 and this is its brand new face.
3: what is going on I'm Heath and I'm Chelsea and this is football inside out a podcast from Copa 90 we're coming to you every single day from the Copa 90 clubhouse in Lyon bringing you all the excitement from the 2019 women's world cup in France and if you're here you can find us at bar super five screening all the remaining matches only two left but hit that subscribe button as well to make sure you never miss an episode
2: Coming up today, Heath had a chat with presenter Nicole Holiday, who's been on the road with the Lionesses through the entire World Cup journey this year, fronting the Lionesses Daily Show. But first, here are the five things you need to know going into your day. Football inside out by Copper ninety. Number one, England's second most capped player, Karen Carney, has announced her retirement from club and international football. The third, fourth place playoff on Saturday will be the 31 year old's final match.
3: Would that? Would that? If that was you, would you? That's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to retire for a match that has like implications. I mean, Would you want to retire after a match? Like it's, that? A,
2: it's a good place to end, I think.
3: But what if you lose?
2: Yeah, you might lose, but you also might win. Be a bit positive. They always
3: say finish on it. They always say finish on it. Finish on a win.
2: Yeah, know? I think they're gonna win though. Okay. I, I think they're gonna win.
3: That's fair. <laughs> what do we have for number two?
2: Number two, former Chelsea and Bayern Munich winger Ian Robin has also announced his retirement from football. He won nineteen club trophies during his career. So wow,
3: that's amazing. a good going, right? Oh, it's sad to see him go. Jeez, he's so good. He like invented a style of playing where no matter what cut in on the left foot every time you knew where he was going and you (laughs) still couldn't stop him that's a rare thing number three uh, Buffon has returned (laughs) returned Buffon (laughs) has returned to Juventus for one season has refused the captain's band, and has also refused the number one jersey or the jersey number one and will play with 77 one last season, doesn't want the captain's band. doesn't want his old number.
2: Number seven is my lucky number there. So if I couldn't have that, I'd go for 77.
3: Would you? Yeah, I think so. Is that maybe maybe that's the year he's born? Could be. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe. he might be he older be, than that. Really? No, it must. It must be 77, I guess. Okay. He's in his 40s. Oh, so it could be. Uh, what a guy yeah we'll find out after we do a little research after this number four equal playing field have broken the record of the longest football match ever played and it happened here in Lyon which was 68 hours 807 players played 60 different countries represented and the final score was 399 to 369 we actually had some Copa 90 folks (laughs) playing in that match
2: yeah, I mean, I was going to go out and do it, but I think I had to go to another game. Um, but it looked amazing, like, to be fair.
3: Yeah, I it started, I think, a day or two before we got to Lyon, and then the people that were on the morning train got out there to participate. And Ethan had said, uh, who's one of our kind of uh, talented photographers and ex-footballer, uh, that by the time he had gotten on the pitch, it was like within 10 minutes, it was him against, like, kids.
2: No, really. Yeah. Well, I think after it gets to, like, 201... 189 you you stop counting don't you so yeah. I, respect to whoever was on the clock like totting up the goals cuz then um, that's something else
3: but also like too bad for the team that lost cuz yeah. you put all that time and effort in and you, you lost lose by like you know? 50
2: goals <Risk> <laughs> yeah.
3: and finally number 5 the four screen rovers the world's first vegan football club will play in the world's first bamboo kits have you ever worn bamboo
2: i've never worn bamboo no it's actually really
3: nice Is it's it? really it's heavy but it's really comfortable it breathes well and it's eco-friendly
2: yeah it is eco-friendly but i just i don't know about this veganism thing i'm still I'm still not on board to be honest
3: yeah but are you are you cool with sustainability at least or do you want the whole planet to burn <laughs> no, of i mean course. because i just kind of want to know where you stand on that before we get into this
2: <laughs> i know this is this is an argument I have a lot of the time i went on a date actually and they were great everyone was going splendid and then they hit me with Oh I don't eat meat. And I was like, I'm so sorry, it was lovely to meet you.
3: <laughs> do you get it? Yeah. Lovely to meet Yeah. You. Oh, like, well done. Well done. I just usually that. usually I do the dad jokes. But <laughs> those are the five things you need to know going into your day.
2: This is Copper 90.
3: So those five things that you discussed were that there is a certain uh, player, Carney, that's um, retiring mm-hmm. after today.
2: I know. And I feel you're confident
3: like... that they're gonna win.
2: I'm confident, yeah. I've been confident the whole time, though. I still believe it's coming home.
3: (laughs) Well, that's not, like, it depends what it is. The
2: the girls are coming home, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, You know, Karen Carney, since I ever started playing football, I feel like she's, like, 50 years of age, but she's not. But she was just so young when she broke into the, the team. And, uh, yeah I thought you were
3: gonna just go like yeah no, she's so old no. and I was like oh wow she's not she's only not, 31, she's only 31 yeah.
2: and that's what like blew my mind because I was like she's got to be older than that I feel like she's been around forever but um yeah it's gonna be sad because she's one of like the veterans and and stuff but obviously she's made a decision to leave
3: yeah <laughs> and real quickly for for people who have uh been listening to this or maybe they're new uh, tell us a little bit about yourself
2: okay so well I'm a musician now um but I am a footballer too so I grew up I played for Liverpool for seven years. I did go to Everton for one year, but we won't Boo. talk about that. Yeah, um, leave that to the side. But most of the girls in the team, you know, all the Scousers, Tony Duggan, Alex Greenwood, Nikita Paris, I all played with the girls, like at some phase, whether it was like under 14 16s. Uh, and then I left when I was 17 because there was no money. And I was like, okay, I need to make some money. Yeah. And I wrote some songs and I sold them or whatever. And I made money and I was like, this is great. Okay, I'll do this for a bit. Was loving it, blah, 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 blah. Cut a long story short, like three seasons ago. The last World Cup, actually, I watched it. I was sat on the couch and I was like, I don't know, miserable because Britney Spears didn't take me song or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then every, everyone in the team and like Fire Williams and stuff, um, they were all players I'd played with. And I was like, oh, mate, I've done the wrong thing here. And then I just hit up a few Sunday League teams. I went on trial at like Tottenham and Fulham and a, a few places, got into Tottenham, played there for a season. Tottenham's they a Sunday League team no, on the men's side too. <laughs> they're not actually they just got promoted to super league and they're smashing it so i've got a shout out to them but yeah i obviously still make music and i'm still a songwriter so i can't do it full time so i've dropped down to like division three-ish now for fulham enjoying it and now i'm here talking to you and i've been at this world cup
3: amazing so i've asked monkey the same question which is if there was money Mm -hmm. would you have done it differently
2: yeah i probably wouldn't have been in music and that's the honest to god truth like yeah because even now I know like my friend's little brother or something he's like 15 he plays for Liverpool and he's on a wage I'm like good god these kids are like fine and you know if you've got money coming in and you're working hard you don't mind because it's like but you know for me from the age of nine to like literally 17 not a penny to be made from it so you can't keep telling yourself or maybe next year maybe next year like finally now it started to change and my little sister's 10 and she's just started the team and you know, I'm I'm trying to make it not a forward creative player. I'm like, you're at the back. People need defenders. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's like, it's cool to see that there's like a career now to be had. So yeah, I probably wouldn't have ever sung now. I'd just be making a shit ton of money, being a baller.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, I still think there's probably more money in music, generally speaking.
2: I mean, it's it, music as well, obviously with songwriting. Oh, were
3: you planning on being the best player in the world or something?
2: I mean, you know, you never know never there. know look at Stephen jenard were, you, know. were you
3: were you tracking on that were you one of the better players when you decided would, to go a different direction yeah
2: i was i was like i back myself still now you know physically like and technically i'm still decent it's just that like the fitness side of things obviously i left me peak time like 22 23
3: yeah, and the partying and the exactly drinking.
2: Yeah, yeah the drinking <laughs> the rock star lifestyle yeah. you know i There's was on so here. long <laughs>
3: you can burn that candle on both ends yeah
2: um yeah, but you know, I was I was decent. I was good enough to play, and yeah. I could I could have had a career there if I stuck to it. But like I said, I just I found something else that I love. And as a songwriter, you know that makes me money till the day I die. So even when I'm up in my wheelchair or whatever and I'm frail, I'll still be making money from my royalties from yeah. songs I wrote when I was 21. So anyone listening, go and remix like that. <laughs> anything. Yeah, get your yeah. grandchildren to, yeah. to remix that.
3: So you've been obviously traveling for a month, right?
2: Yeah, I'm very tired.
3: Yeah. Are you are you just like me, not sleeping well at this end of the trip?
2: It's just so hot. Like, I wish people listening could, like, feel how I feel right now because I'm sticky and I'm irritated and it's just, I just don't like being hot. So I'm not sleeping well. So I wake up cranky and then I just start drinking really I'm yeah. to get through the day. <laughs> I
3: I survived the so I've I think I hit like the 60 day mark today on the road and I held off cuz I was in London for a month before yeah. on on drinking. I was just like I know how this works cuz in Russia last year as soon as you break that seal of drinking you realize there's an energy source in that drinking that yeah. can get you like through the days and nights that it's like just like any sort of caffeine where you're just like, well, I'll just break the seal again and just drink. And obviously more dehydrated than I was yesterday from (laughs) drinking yesterday. And I just keep this going and I held off for a long time. But since we got here maybe like three days left in in Paris, but since we got to Lyon, it's been a daily thing for me of just like wake up, get through the recordings, enjoy the recording part. And then just be like, wow, I'm kind of hitting a wall here. How am I going to solve this problem?
2: It is like three, four o'clock in the afternoon. The sun's still fire blazing on you. And it's just like, a little gin and ton- tonic down me and then I'm good for like at least two hours but it's just I am coming to the end now yeah. I'm ready to go home
3: I didn't expect though and we've talked about the weather a lot almost daily uh <laughs> on this podcast but I didn't expect the feels like to always be so much warmer than the actual temperature like I thought okay Europe has mild summers it'll be really really nice and and okay if it gets to 30 it'll be a hot day but it feels like we'll be 30 but every time you look on these things it's like the feels like it's like 38 and you're yeah. like that is ridiculous what like what how is that where is this the wind i
2: know yeah give me wind anyone Jesus, I'm, like I'm blow me some wind yeah. but um it's it's like nowhere has air either like yeah. it's not built for i guess you know it's normal but oh no can we stop talking about it It's make me hotter
3: yeah um <laughs> what's been your what's been your i guess you know you england now with a chance to win third place in this tournament which many Americans would call a useless match. But like, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> It's it's an incredible thing. Obviously, they've they've achieved that. Yeah. Um, but what has been your your greatest, I guess, moment? You've traveled all over the country. You've um, witnessed you witnessed know, things. You've for met that people. Dig,
2: for that dig, my favorite thing and highlight was beating you on FIFA last night. Uh, Fall on, people. Yeah, take that. No. <laughs> uh,
3: I don't see... Do we have any sort of video proof of that? No, this is an audio podcast. Uh, There's no... Well...
2: Um, yeah, I've got no proof, but everyone knows, okay. um But another highlight, you know, to be honest, mate, is like just being here, like from the beginning. And and the first game I went was the opening match in France versus South Korea, and I've never seen anything like that before. You know, we don't go to that. I don't go to games in the US where like you know girls are saying, oh, we get ninety thousand people in a stadium, and on that first game there was forty six thousand people all there for the girls, and I was, I just, like Goosebumps, and I was like, wow, like, look at the game now. And it was sick. Like, that for, obviously the England wins and stuff like that have been amazing too. And like the country, when I, I went back for one day and it just feels like everyone's just like wants to be mates with everyone and everyone's backing them. But yeah, apart from that, the best things just been seeing the game just absolutely blow up and break records. And yeah, all of that.
3: Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the atmosphere at the England US game was absolutely incredible. Atmosphere of the France US game absolutely incredible. Those are those are two of the three games that I've 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 made it to, but it's an actual like electric atmosphere in the stadiums where it's loud. The crowd feels these momentum changes and shifts, and it's dramatic and it's tense and it's like all the things that you would want. That I think for a lot of people maybe didn't expect. Yeah, and I think that's a really validating experience for anybody to to want to support the sport even more is just knowing that like it had all the same elements of any sort of knockout match in any big tournament in the world, which I think some people are sort of like predisposition of like trying to write it off. And it's been, it's been like really, really fun.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, for anyone who like comments on the game still or is a bit like, you know, wishy-washy on it. I think they need to go to a game like what we just experienced. Like you said, the USA France game was, oh, it was just like end to end. Like I was looking at the two crowds, like at either side and they were just going back and forth. But it's not like, obviously I go to a lot of the men's games. So I'm like, I go to Liverpool whenever I can. Um, and there's just, obviously sometimes it's a bit meaner or whatever, or people are like not very nice to one another there, but in, the, in this vibe, it's still had the same, the same bite about it. It's still had the same, the same feeling, passion and all that, but it just felt nicer. I don't know. I, sometimes I go to games and I do want to not really be there. Like the, Some of the people, I'm just like, ah, just angry for no reason, man. Just support your team and get on with it. You know what I mean? And I feel like that's what it had, like, every single game I've been to. It's just, like, people are so joyous, but still, like, fully backing your team. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's being boss.
3: Yeah, but it's hard to find that, that limit, right? Is that as a paying fan or a supporter, you have a certain expectation of being entertained and those types of things that it's always a hard balance between, like, coming to, like, let some anger out in the stadium and then, like, crossing the lines of every stadium. But it's been a pretty positive atmosphere. I haven't seen – well, actually, yesterday was the first time that I saw any sort of potential violence, and that was because I was sitting on – uh
2: From me when I beat you on FIFA.
3: No, 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 no. Do you remember when you – I was heading into the bathroom at the clubhouse and you came up behind me and scared the living shit out of <laughs> yeah. me? That was because I was super, super tense because I was sitting outside – and there's like the bike racks outside of our, outside of the clubhouse, yeah. which is, you know, it's like a bar scene. So people are coming to go and going. I was sitting on a bike, just chatting to a friend and uh, my foot was on the bike next to me. Neither of the bikes were mine. And this like big fat Englishman comes up to me and goes, is that your bike? And I was like, no. He goes, was that your bike? And I'm like, no. And he goes, then fuck off.
2: Oh, wow.
3: And I was like, oh, sorry. I didn't know. And he goes, and then like, I thought he was joking when he screamed yeah. at me like that and then uh my friend was, like already sh- she started like backing up and and i was like moving to the other side and i went to grab my bag and then he started like stepping towards me so i'm reaching into my bag basically to grab my keys cuz if he does something i'm going to stab him in the throat <laughs> this is like literally like fight or flight mode that i'm in right now and i was like oh i'm i'm sorry like i was just sitting like i'm sitting on your bicycle like
2: jesus
3: and it was like a fold up city bike it wasn't like I don't know. I don't think it's the Rolls Royce of bicycles that like he was like yeah. ballet it in front of a place or something like that. And then I was like, I'm sorry. And he goes, No, you need to be more than sorry. And like stepped towards me and I was like, Wow.
2: Dude, he needs to relax. He needs and a gin and tonic.
3: It was just I think he had a lot of gin and oh, tonics okay. is the thing. He just he just left our bar. No way. So he must have known somebody in there. And he was like on one because he was just like ready to to literally wanted to fight me. Wow. I was like, I was just sitting on the bike next to yours with my foot on like the bar. Mm. It's like one of those city bikes that has just a single bar that like folds up. And yeah, yeah that's it was, like the first time. And then you sca- then like 10 minutes yeah. later, just by chance, you like came up behind me. Like, like, hey. oh. yeah. And I was literally in a panic. And I don't like I normally not in like a state of like, uh, like that fight or flight mode where you're like hyper aware. Like you, you walking past me in a bar of 100 people shouldn't scare me. But I was like, adrenaline was pumping. That I'm
2: going to jump up. Where's
3: my bike? <laughs> I, I was literally wondering, like, who, I, I want to track down who he is because yeah. he must have known somebody at that bar. He was see an Englishman, see like local with like a, a bike. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah, definitely didn't see him. I should have followed him somewhere and like slashed his tires.
2: <laughs> yeah. Let's see if the bike's there again. Yeah.
3: Okay. I might, double, we'll I might go buy damage. a lock and like double lock it <laughs> or like change out his lock with, an, with the same lock and let, watch him like fluster over it for like a few hours but like he scared me he scared me but i didn't think violence would come in the form of me sitting on someone's bike i thought maybe it'd be like clashing fans
2: yeah okay so long, at least it like wasn't that.
3: some american making some sort of like absurd comment like to a to a brit or something for no reason yeah, you know like, and then watching someone get so popped
2: I really like it. oh congratulations you made third place yeah. <laughs> like,
3: you should be so really pu- proud you yeah. did your best it was like when uh what game was that in was it the England? No, it wasn't the England game. It was the France game when one of the US players had walked up to another player and you could read her lips. It's like like a viral meme, and she was just like, You did your best, and like oh. shook her hand. And you don't know whether they knew each other if there was somebody saying like you you did your best, but like usually in that context, that's yeah. a, that's like a dig on somebody, you know? You did what and you she said to, that yeah. and shook her hand, said like you did your best or like you tried your best basically like you you're not good enough yeah and
2: it's so patronizing. Yeah. like you don't want to hit anyone I don't, I
3: don't remember who I think it was Julie Ertz that did it to a French player Okay. cuz that game got a little bit feisty towards the end yep. and all that so like what, for one i think that's amazing that they're doing that to each other but two i thought it'd be a comment like that that would start a fight in a stadium somewhere <laughs> like especially when the knockout rounds yeah. but it wasn't it was just me and some random guy in an interaction in the street okay um we have a we have a uh, a feature to throw to now so i had a chance to speak with nicole holiday who had spent i think she had said she was on the road for like 30 something days following the lionesses around everywhere and just sort of what the vibe was in the camp hanging out with the players and and just like all the cool things about it uh and here it is
1: football inside out by copper 90
4: well thank you so much for joining me i know you've been on the road for quite a bit and it sounds like you just got home is that correct
1: yeah i got home i don't even do you know what i don't even know what day it is anymore I got home on Wednesday night. Yeah. So yesterday was my first day back home in London and it was quite weird. It was really weird.
4: How long were you on the road for then? How many days do you know?
1: I think it was about maybe 31. It was about four and a half weeks. Yeah.
4: What was it like being with the team that long? I mean, what was the, 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 the mood around the team from the beginning and as they started to progress in the tournament?
1: Oh, it was just. Do you know what? It was just amazing. It's one of those things as well that when you're there and you're doing it, you know that you're part of something special and that you know you're having a great time. But it's like once you come out of that bubble and you know you're back here, that you can really appreciate what it was like. And I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a bit all a bit weird right now, but um, it was it was just amazing. Like they are such a great bunch. Phil Neville is brilliant. All the staff. They're just so great. And and you know what? Their mood, the atmosphere, it never changed the whole time. It, it didn't change. Like from the get-go, they were so positive, fun, really confident. And that kind of carried on throughout. I think they really thought that this could be the year that we could do it. We'd get the final and that we could win. So I didn't see the girls after the uh, semi-final. Um, But obviously we spoke to Phil Neville. I was really emotional, you know, at the game when um, the whistle blew at the end. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. And I've only been with this team for a month. We're with all their friends and family. And I just, yeah, you get really invested in it, really invested.
4: So then if you were somebody that was trying to get the average fan supporting the lionesses. is obviously they've broken a bunch of records and and attend not, not attendance records but viewership records and things like that right. i mean what would be sort of uh what what about your experience made it so like you know like you said you wanted to cry what about it made it so kind of intense for oh, you by the end it's
1: like I, it, do you know what? It's, it's a mixture of things i think the, the belief like their confidence and belief you really brought into that, you're really brought into that. So I'd convinced myself as well. I was like, we're gonna do it. They're gonna win. And they're brilliant. They're very talented. This is such a strong, strong England side. They've just got some incredible players on the team. And I think you get to know them on a personal level. You know, we were we filmed with them every single day. We followed them around France. And you get to know the girls really well as individuals as well as, as a team. I feel like I became friends with them and and you know we hung out with their friends and family a lot at the games so you're part of that you're sitting in with them at each game so you're you've got that emotional connection and it's like I don't know it was constantly thinking with head and heart
4: and uh, I who would you say is the funniest from that squad who had the best sense of humor or kept the team? Like-
1: you know that's so tough because there's like a lot of big characters in there. We'd always like when we'd um on match days we'd film at um the lioness's fan hubs, so different bars around the different locations in France and uh, we'd often get fans coming up to us and saying, you know oh, we watch the show, blah blah blah. And they'd always ask this, they'd say, Oh, who who's been your favourite or who's been the best one to interview? I was just like, even do you know what? Even Phil asked me that on the last day. And I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Jill Scott is amazing. She's so funny. She's so funny. She's also such a good talker. She's just yeah, she's awesome. Leah Williamson and Kira Walsh together, they're really funny. That's the thing. On the show, we try to get the girls on together that were roommates or that um, worked together. You know, they really knew each other and they had like a great relationship. And then they were just hilarious when they were all together. But Jill, Jill is, um, I think most of the team would probably say that Jill is
4: the, the clown of the group. Yeah, she's awesome. And then how was it? Did you have much interacting with Phil?
1: Yeah, so he, um, it was quite nice, actually. He came on the first show with Steph, uh, Captain Steph Horton, and then he ended the series. He came on the last show, which was really emotional, but as soon as, it was lovely, actually, because obviously, you know, he's coming on the show, the morning after, we've just lost in the semifinal. The tone of it, I'm kind of thinking, oh, God, I, you know, I, I need to be, I don't know. I I don't know how he's going to be. He's obviously going to be gutted. We kind of need to approach this in a really sensitive way. And he started walking over and I thought, okay, right, what am I going to say? Do do I say, you know, like sorry? Are you okay? Straight away, he said to me and uh, the team working on the show, he was like, no, we're not doing sad faces. We're not doing that. We're happy. We're proud. Come on. Like this is, you know, like he was just. I don't know. He really set the tone of it, which I thought was lovely of him. And he just didn't want it to be like, oh, poor us. He wanted it to be a really proud moment. Cause do you know what? I think it's, it's a lot bigger than the game itself, isn't it? Like what this team have done. And also generally all all the teams out of the world cup, uh, the coverage, like you were saying, the record breaking figures, the coverage, the amount everyone's talking about it. Like I've never seen so many people talking on my newsfeed, on social media, male and female, about the World Cup, about this England team. Like It's just all my family were constantly watching all the games and we've got a WhatsApp group conversation and they were all talking about it all the time. And I just think, obviously, the aim was to get to the final, to win that trophy. But, I mean, they've got to be so proud of everything else that they've achieved whilst being out there. I mean, it's huge, right? What, what they've done for the women's game. It's massive.
4: And do you think that they'll look back at this as a success or do you think there will f- be a feeling of like, not, not failure, but that they didn't reach as far as they wanted mm. to?
1: Oh, I think you can only look back at it as a success. Probably right now, everything's still very raw, isn't it? It's only just happened. It's it's probably very hard to look back and I don't know, be anything but, I guess, a bit disappointed because uh, they really wanted to get to the end. And I think they, they really were sure that it was going to happen. But I think when they come away from it and they look back, God, you've got to be proud of what, what's what been achieved. I mean, hopefully we can get that bronze tomorrow. I'll be cheering them on from home, wearing my shirt. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if they get the pr- bronze, I think... You know that that's really positive. Come on, a bronze at a World Cup, and the USA, the USA, are the USA. I mean, it's a shame that that game wasn't the final because what a game it was as well. Mm-hmm. And England really held their own. That like, USA are the number one. They are they are brilliant. Everyone knows that. And this team, they they did so well. okay game, they really matched them in that game.
4: Right, and 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 for you, do you think this is? a generational talented group, or do you think this is just the beginning for kind of not the beginning because they've been doing it for a short, a decent amount of time, but like, do you think this is the beginning of uh, of a long future of, of top level football?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think this is absolutely just the beginning. I mean, like you said, you know, we've got amazing players on the team that have been playing for years and years and years in the game. But I do think it, because the amount of investment now, it's just, it's just completely different, isn't it? From, years ago i mean there are most of the players had to work other jobs whilst training for a very long time but it's changing so much now i think the media attention the money the funding that's going into it now it's going to be yeah it's going to be a very interesting few years for sure and it'll be interesting to see the the new talent that comes comes through the ranks
4: it's amazing and then i guess my last question would be if you were standing in front of people who are sort of trying to uh get you to explain to them why or why you know for what reason they should support the game or come out to the next uh, lionesses match or something like that what, what would it be from your experience that you would tell them because
1: it's just brilliant the atmosphere the atmosphere out there during the whole month in france was just incredible i think the talent now out there on the pitch the standard is so so high it's just it's just a joy to be a part of and I don't know, to be part of something that is growing, that you can see is growing and getting bigger. And I think, I don't know, there's there's so much talk about, you know, people are constantly comparing men's football to the women's game. And it, it shouldn't really be compared because it is different. But it's just fantastic. Like, go to a game. That's the thing, go to a game. Go to, uh, I think, the opening weekend in the WSL is a uh, Manchester United-Man City game. And, you know, like, go to that, the level it will be at the standard it's just incredible now and they're amazing these players are amazing like how how hard people have had to fight to get to this point as well it's brilliant i love it do it
3: this is copper 90. ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices
5: Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
3: It was really interesting to hear just sort of, she, she just said it was such a fun team. They had so many like vibrant, cool personalities and that like she left a bigger fan, you know, yeah, having spent that. Because I was, I you know, I asked her there at the end. What was it like? What would you tell somebody who's like looking for an entry point after spending this much time and seeing sort of the sport? And it, she just, you know, talked about that it was like uh, amazing. It was just an amazing experience to be with them. And I don't know. I think obviously anytime that you're embedded with any team, you're going to have a different perspective than other people. But she just seemed like this is just the very beginning. So, not the perspective that is kind of a false narrative of like things will never be the same, but yeah. more of like progress is happening and it's amazing to see.
2: No, it's so, it's so nice to hear say that the team were all like nice and stuff because, you know, you don't really want to go and uh, they say don't meet your idols or whatever, right? So if she got there and yeah. she found out they were all awful people, then that would not have been fun. But I actually know the producer who she's been on the road with. Um, and he told me, because I've been watching the Lionesses Daily and they have this big... Land Rover Jeep or whatever it is with like. The, are you
3: plugging? Are you? Is I'm this not, a sponsored segment? I'm not, but it, I, are yeah, you I just throwing thought, sponsored segments I, I thought, into our sponsor list?
2: I thought it was it was just a, a fake car, right? And a, okay, and they were like, no, it's a not. Car? Yeah, like I thought it was like a cardboard cutouts or something. <laughs> and it's real. And they get in the car every day, and they've been driving in that car to every single place. And like the guy was like, "We've drove like 11 hours today to get here," and I was like, "No way, the car's not." Like cardboard.
3: <laughs> but is the steering wheel on the other side?
2: Oh, it didn't get that far. out. It blew my mind. It wasn't actually a real car.
3: I would find it bizarre, the idea of driving in France with an English car on the other side.
2: I don't right? drive. I don't drive. That's a must. But
3: would it, Would, would anybody, did, do any of you guys drive? It would be weird, right? Like just the idea of turning from another side would
2: yeah. be odd. Just behind the wheel for me would be very odd as well. I yeah. hate it. The yeah. thought of me driving a car actually scares the living daylight out to me. I don't know. And it's that you have to trust other people as well. I've got trust issues massively. It's all coming out. Yeah. But literally you've got to trust other drivers to be good. I'm like,
3: but I, then mean, I'm I mean, there's, the there's ban- like laws and guidelines that we all have yeah, to Yeah, but do people follow? really stick to them? Like in France, they don't. Like in France, <laughs> it's <laughs> optional. Like this is a one-way street unless you can get there quick enough before another car comes down it. Or like- Yeah, unless this- you're wearing
2: sunglasses and you can't see the yeah. sign. Yeah, all
3: scooters must stay on the street unless there's a better route on a sidewalk is like how it works here. It's like literally like Grand Theft Auto. It's like wacky
2: races like in Paris, you know? You know what I'm talking about. They're
3: You're spinning your finger Yeah, you know the that big thing where you just me. go
2: round, the roundabout, the big roundabout. Anyway. What, what
3: roundabout? Up
2: to triumph. Yeah,
3: that. Oh, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> you're trio. cultured, huh? The big roundabout? I said the six. Something. <laughs> you know, the big, the big roundabout. The roundabout.
2: Yeah. That.
3: With that like pillar <laughs> thing in the middle of it?
2: Yeah, that like weird. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> looks Somebody like the Romans a, built it, yeah. but uh, obviously never no, because we're in Paris. <laughs> um, but yeah, that made oof I was sweating off the back of that my taxi guy there's no lanes so he just like closes his eyes and and yeah guesses I think
3: yeah I don't think it's guessing I think you're I think you're very much underestimating this the ability to people uh, of people to drive under certain Mm. like environments you're making it sound like this treacherous thing
4: it is where it's
3: like we're all on like these fighter jets going too fast and like we have to just hope that everyone makes the right decision yeah but just follow the true. car in front of you
2: that is true like my friend like she she drove me the other day we went to the cinema and she was i was i was like trying to get tips now because i've passed me 30 and stuff and i'm gonna just take a test in like a few weeks and i'm back just to do it i'm gonna do a crash course hopefully not crash
3: what's the 30 um what what's me 30 you said me 30 It's me 30
2: <laughs> Pass me th- <laughs> my th- theory
3: <laughs> oh theory <laughs> I've been listening really, really hard to understand your accent. And to be fair, I've made it this long without, <laughs> without knowing, without like misunderstanding you because you're literally almost speaking another language right now.
2: What's my theory? Anyway. Wow. That had me. So. Passed
3: me, I, I you, So translation, I've passed my theory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: Right. So I'm going to take the test. <laughs> Whoa. wait, I'm cracking up. Okay. So I was in the car with my friend and I was like, okay, so. What does that sign mean there? And she goes, whilst driving through it, you're not really supposed to go this way. There's no cars allowed. So I was like, well, why are you? And she's like, well, everyone does it. And I'm like, see, that's the problem. You've just added another few weeks on now. You've scared me a bit more. Driver, I don't know. I just don't trust everyone on the road.
3: I could see you being more of like a motorcycle person.
2: Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. That would be cool, but. Again, I'm sure I'd find something scary about that. No, yeah, you should bike. find
3: something scary about riding motorcycles. <laughs> Cars, I think you're you're in in uh, better shape. Mm. For most, I, I, I mean, mean there are some terrible drivers out there, but
2: I might just be like your guy. Get a push bike. Do you like flying? Yeah, I love flying.
3: Okay, that's just weird.
2: Yeah, I love flying. I'm like, get me on a jet any day.
3: You feel you feel in control sitting <laughs> in a plane, being flown by two people who you can't see <laughs> in the air. Defying the laws of gravity,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. In a
3: car, than, you're like, "Whoa, this is where I draw the big line." big rounds of Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, actually, I think cars are more dangerous by like people or flights than.
2: Well, yeah, you can't crash into people. Well, you can in the sky, but you know, there's not that many planes up there. Is yeah, they? we
3: should not do this subject on the podcast. That's not a fun one. You know, just no. like <laughs> like, let's not go down. Uh, like uh, I've
2: got to get on a plane. Health, health no. and
3: safety records of yep. of cars versus planes. Yeah, so England plays plays Sweden.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Do you know? Do they have a good record against Sweden in the past? I know I,
2: Sweden are quite good. Like I think they've beat us a few times. We've beat them. I think it's quite equal
3: yeah i could be completely you wrong literally <laughs> just said that as like I a safe be bet i told you i was gonna ask you random stuff you could just say you don't know <laughs> no but instead you're he... like you know they've won one we've somewhat won some good like good draws. yeah good some jaws there you know some intensity some some of them were friendlies you know like big matches yeah that's yeah it's just the very like canned you know, answer
2: keeping it all safe yeah
3: <laughs> keeping <laughs> yeah. it all
2: safe no I, I definitely can remember them beating us but i'm sure that we've beat them because you know yeah we can beat anyone on the day I feel I feel good about that I think it's like when you know not trying to go and talk about Liverpool all the time because I usually do but it's like when we lost the Premier League and then everyone was like oh you've got to win the Champions League and everyone was like but is it the same which
3: which time that you lost the Premier League
2: oh Heath what's your have you got an English team you support
3: I mean not really yeah so just no I do Arsenal
2: yeah okay so don't talk to me Arsenal are rubbish right now
3: yeah but you know yeah, but you know. Anyway, Invincible is all that stuff. Yeah, you
2: know. but you know, six times, baby. Let's yeah. talk about six, baby. Anyway,
3: do you, are you gonna rewrite all the songs of like <laughs> we won it five times? We won it five times. I might do, in yeah.
2: But I'm not gonna make any money from it.
3: Yeah, you should rewrite all those because that it doesn't really make sense with six just changes the whole dynamic of yeah, most six, of the Yeah, six baby
2: though. When Jürgen Klopp said that yeah. in his interview, I was like, mm, he's brought it back. Yeah, I'm sure in Liverpool, that was going off in the clubs that night. it's yeah. definitely getting That's a few funny. spins.
3: Yeah, how great is he? That guy's
2: waking up the next day with his royalty check being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a hit again yeah. 20 years later. Uh, but yeah, how do you feel about Sweden, England? Do you reckon we're going to win?
3: Um I, I, I haven't really been impressed with Sweden the entire tournament. There's a lot of teams that, and maybe I had false expectations of like Sweden and Germany and all these other sort of like favorites, but I, I haven't been super impressed. Now, they were good against Holland and it was like a tragic ending, but they weren't good against the US.
2: Germany, I saw that game in the airport. I watched a bit of that.
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, that's a huge win, yeah. right? To, to knock Germany out. But like, I haven't, I, I think they're vulnerable is what yeah. I'm saying. I don't think they're as good as they could have been. And England are a tough team to beat. Like mm. England were a penalty or a single moment away from beating the U.S. Yeah. Like it wasn't like the U.S. played them off the park, off the pitch, out of the park.
2: I'm still thinking about that penalty.
3: Well, that was the thing about uh, Nicole uh, Holiday who had said that, um, because I was like, do you, can you still measure this as like, as a success? Like, obviously it's not a failure, but is it a disappointment? And, you know, like she said, is, is that like, it's, it's of course it's fresh on everyone's mind so it's going to be disappointing. But in the long run it'll seem like a success and a step forward, which I think is a is a good perspective to have because though they didn't win the tournament, they've they've sort of and not to be so cliché and make it this emotional thing, but they've inspired a lot of people, right? And they've yeah. they've now continued to as they continue to have more success in this tournament as they did we started to see a lot more things coming out about women's football in the UK, about sponsors, about all the things that are going to help actually drive it forward, exactly. uh, not just on the backs of, of the girls.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like I was saying before, you know, I think that final game was like 11 million people tuned in to watch it. And overall... Um, 11.1. 11.1, <laughs> thanks. But overall, there was like, I think 2 million watching online and it was the most watched thing like all year, I think, or something. So that in itself... You know, they should be, I'm so proud of them um, to, to have followed the journey. Uh, obviously a little bit gutted, but, you know, hopefully they can win third place.
3: Yeah. Well, I was talking to uh, Tatiana, who's one of uh, Copa90's hosts and creators. She's from Australia. She's doing our, the, the FIFA Daily Show um, that's going on to FIFA's YouTube and different social media platforms. She was saying that she's part of a group that was like consulting or or she didn't explain that, that that much in that much detail for Australia and that they, they passed a thing that if you were a, a, a child and you have an ID card, you got the month of football for free. So the whole world cup was for free based on like, if you had a, what? like your school ID or whatever it was, got you a free subscription to the world cup for a month. So like all kids in Australia yeah. had direct access through their phones to
2: That's amazing. That, that is cool? so cool. Yeah. yeah. That, that's like small. I've never thought of that.
3: Yeah. But it's just like a really cool it's again like it's all going to be judged on this giant wave of like was it successful and you're ultimately going to see some falling out and you're going to see some people backing out because it was like a hot commodity for a month but ultimately as long as the perspective is like kept clear that like this is step by step and it's not like you know and 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 I was caught up in it as well of just like the game will never be the same after this tournament and it won't be but it is it does have a long ways to go and it is progress that you have to be focusing on and not just that this giant boom. And then we're going to look back and say, 2019 was the year that it all changed, you know, instead of saying like, no, no, no. From like 2015, or 1999 to 2030, like, this is where it all changed the game forever for the future generations, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think it's also, you know, anytime there's an international tournament, it does feel like everyone, because, you know, no matter what club you support, we're all gunning for the same thing. Whereas, like, obviously, they go back to the clubs now. And it's about, you know, really supporting your teams there as well. And I was going to ask you this question. Do you mm. think, so say, I don't know, uh, you really like, Nikita Paris, right? Mm-hmm. She's a but you're a Liverpool fan, so like for me, I'm a Liverpool fan. But if I really liked it as a player, and then she went to play for Man City, do you think I can support Man City in the women's game? But still Liverpool in the men's is that allowed?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's what they're like. So COVID has done like a few different few years of research on the modern fan, and that's what the modern fan is saying, right? So like people are like, well, I'm I'm a I'm a, a Spurs fan, but. I can't help but like Hector Bellerin because he's so cool, and he's pushing the narrative, and he's using his voice and his platform to make change. And prior to that, like people, there would be these barriers of like, you yeah, can't but then you're no not heck. a Spurs yeah. fan, you know? Why would you like this 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 guy? And he plays for your enemy club, and there's yeah. like this tribalism that now the modern fan is much more complex. Where it's like, well, I want to I, I want to follow Hector Bellerin, so I want him to do well. Doesn't mean I have to like support, and that's obviously different because it's the men's side, but like. The fact that you couldn't support Man City, uh, you know, women's or Arsenal women's and be a West Ham fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like you could. There, yeah, for sure. Why I mean, not? I,
2: I didn't really have a team. Obviously, I support Liverpool. But I was just thinking like when I was watching this World Cup, even I was like, like, I really like a lot of the City players, obviously. But that would be like, I might as well lock myself up and take myself to the jail. You because know what, Because if though? I said that in Liverpool, oh, yeah, City, we love them.
3: You know what, though? <laughs> There's a team that's not a, not there that you could support, and I believe they're current champions of the women's league. I think they're. Uh, well, Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've,
3: have you heard of Viv Miedema? I have. I've never mentioned her on this show. <laughs> I have streaks. <laughs> I've mentioned her every every single day. Yeah, on this she's show. amazing. Yeah,
2: she's so sweet. I actually done a show for Copper with her.
3: That's right. We were both out yeah. there that day. Yeah. I was, I, I've told that story so many times that we were out at their apartment, just like casually hanging yeah. out and doing. And then I like- got
2: to drive around in a car for like. 20 minutes and everyone was like she's a bit shy you know maybe she'll by the end of it she was singing Frozen from a top of her voice yeah. in that car she was loving it Um, yeah I messaged her actually after the game against was it Cameroon mm-hmm. and I was like "You killed it obviously she she scored a few goals there and she re- replied she was like thanks so much and I was like good luck for the rest of it unless it's against England obviously but uh, yeah she's so good to watch isn't yeah. she right like the way she plays football is just beautiful
3: yeah but you can support Arsenal is what I'm saying see now you've got a connection point Point, a yeah. player that you like and they're Jordan champions She's they're a gonna win too, no. yeah they, and they've got a lot of a lot of girls from that England team are are
2: yeah, maybe. Arsenal players I'll, have, I'll come back just to give you give it, yeah give it some thought okay.
3: I'll come. we'll come back to it tomorrow okay and then when it's a video and audio podcast we'll ask you in front of the I'll world I'll wear
2: the, the, the jersey yeah yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Um, that's it huh that's all that's all the time we have for her.
2: oh no okay. yeah it flew
3: by that's I mean it? we 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 sweat out a few <laughs> kilos or p- pounds right you guys use pounds yeah you don't use kilos <laughs> Oh, but that's it uh, but we will be back uh, tomorrow for another episode of Football Inside Out make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify, Acast wherever you listen to your podcast, so you never miss an episode and if you've enjoyed it please leave us a review and subscribe to the newsletter head to Copa90.com slash WC19 and click or tap on Copa90 France daily to sign up and get in touch because we love to hear from you Football Inside Out at Copa90.com and use the hashtag Copa90 Inside Out and we will see you all tomorrow thank you Chelsea thank you
2: this is a We Are Quake production for Copper90.